0: I'm rolling and the sound is my fucking speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of this week through the Monday edition. We're back for Monday, fucking August 28th, 2023. Christian. On today's episode, buddy, we're bringing it old school. I just wanna make sure. Mm-hmm. Shit. I set it up right. Cause my sound is tight. Coming through the speaker. I'm a science man, got a beaker. <laughs> fucking stupid. Shit. Okay. Hi. Welcome to another episode of this week of Drew. The Monday edition for Monday, August 28th, 2023. It's uh, yes, okay, so we are back after a uh, a couple-week hiatus. You know, I don't normally take uh, this long of a break from podcasting, but it was a very special occasion for me as on uh, Sunday, August 13th, I got married to the love of my life, Courtney. Yay! Um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, my fucking honeymoon after, my impromptu honeymoon. We're also going to talk about a little bit about... Um, the continuing fallout from me getting laid off as a fucking radio guy uh which actually is uh, silver lining playbooks probably one of the best things that uh, has happened to me in a super long time so let's start off the show with a little oh i don't even have my fucking piano set up uh ding 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 how was my motherfucking weekend um okay so <coughs> Normally, I'll fucking uh, uh, like talk about my shows and shit like that, uh, but I fucking didn't do any shows because I was getting fucking married. So it was so gnarly. So we set it up. If you don't know already, uh, we set it up for uh, we're getting married in Banff. Yeah, Tunnel Mountain, uh, which is a beautiful fucking uh, location up up top. You drive up to the top of Tunnel Mountain, and then you can rent out this, like, flat of land from the town of Banff. And then the the background is Mount Rundle, which is, like, one of the bigger mountains in that vicinity. So you have just, like, this clear, unobstructed, beautiful view of Mount Rundle. And then um, all you have to do is just rent some fucking chairs, right? So you rent a little patch of grass from the, from the town. We rented some chairs. We got an easel. Uh, and when we make we got Tim, my new brother in law or whatever, I guess Olivia, whatever. Like he's he's uh, my sister in law's boyfriend, um, and he's a graphic designer. He's a fucking sick ass graphic designer. By Tim Kirby is his Instagram. BY, by Tim Kirby, that his shit is fucking gangster, and he did the most like classy, but not like too fucking. You know what I mean? Like not too. Oh, is my shit recording loud enough here? Uh, Is that loud enough? Uh, Has anyone ever said that about me ever? (laughs) Is that loud enough? (laughs) I don't think anyone's ever fucking said that about me. So yeah, so we kept it pretty chills on the fucking uh, decor. You know, we didn't put a bunch of... There was some options to put like a fucking like wooden triangle fucking thing. Like, you know, to indicate like what we would stand in front of. But it's like, why would we obstruct the like, how about God made this mountain, right? Like, what what is some kind of fucking guy in a in a wood shop is going to fashion anything that could even compete with this like bare ass background. So we're like, let's just do like the bare ass, like just seats and the easel with the nice sign up front with the nice font. And, uh, and it was sick. It it was so fucking sick. So that was the fucking, I guess I could just go right into the details of it is like, there was so much that fucking happened because as a fucking sound guy, um, Uh, I was like, I saw these DJ packages for fucking three grand. And I was like, no fucking way am I paying three grand for a fucking DJ to come. It's like, I'm going to like, and then I was like, so I put feelers out on my Facebook. I was like, yo, because Facebook is the place where you find these things. I was like, (laughs) I was like, yo, I'm looking for a DJ who would have like worked at the ranch or oil city or fucking one of these like country bars in Edmonton that I used to fucking go to. When I was in my early 20s and just like, you know, they'll play like the fucking watermelon crawl. But then they'll also play like, yeah, by Usher, you know, it's like I'm looking for that guy. Like, it's like we start off and it's like you start off like 80 percent country, 20 percent dance hits. And then as the night goes on, you kind of morph into just at the end of the night is just more dance stuff. And he was like, oh, so I put that out and then this guy got got tagged and he's like, yo, I'm I was literally the DJ at the ranch for 10 years. And I was like, so like, yeah. And I was like, from what years? And he was like, these years. Of the-. And I was like, that's when I was going to the ranch. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I definitely got drunk to you working when, like a bunch of times. I was like, this is exactly, I'm like, I didn't think I could get the guy. So I booked him. Obviously it wasn't three grand. He charged what he would have charged because I told him this was the point of me being a sound guy and bringing it up. Is that like, yo, all you got to do is bring your fucking laptop and your mixer. Like, your little DJ mixer, bro. Like, I literally got everything the fuck else sorted. You don't have to do nothing. Bring no speakers. Just show the fuck up. And uh, and we got you. So, he showed up. And uh, DJ Shocker. DJ Shocker. Yeah. And uh, he was consummate professional. He actually offered to set the fucking gear up uh, anyway. So, I just brought the gear in. Loaded it in. Put it where it was supposed to be. He fucking set everything up. Gaffed it out and uh, and it was great. I felt bad. We booked this hotel off some website and I was I I've stayed there before, but apparently that he got hoodwinked and like or we got hoodwinked and they sent him to some other shitty hotel. So anyways, had to sauce him a little bit uh, more of a tip there. But anyways, DJ fucking shocker. Anyways, uh, was the shit. So DIY the fucking audio went went just went with a chair rental company for the fucking. Um, for the actual uh, up uh, the wedding part, right? And now we're talking into the reception or whatever. We went to a super nice fucking fancy restaurant. And that's where most of the fucking budget went to was just like making sure that everyone got like a good meal. Like we had duck, we had rainbow trout, and we had fucking beef uh short ribs, which is just like come on, let's go. And then I like cu- like made custom made this dessert with this guy. I was like I really love like ice cream. He was like I was talking to the chef and, and cuz we I was like we got to do the custom menu. And then he's like, uh, I was like, he's like, what do you want for dessert? And I'm like, you know what I fucking love, dude? I love like dipped cones. Like I love a Dairy Queen fucking dipped cone. And uh, that first bite that you take when it's just a little, when it hasn't hardened yet, you just get the little top bite and it's kind of the mix of that. That's a good bite. But I like to fucking wait and wait for it to get hard and then it gets fucking hard, and then you bite into it, and then it's crunchy, and then the chocolate, and then, I don't know. I just fucking love, like, that crunchy outer shell. So he made, like, an ice cream trio with three different sauces and all this crap. Shit was fucking delicious, too. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's so many fucking different shit that goes into fucking planning a wedding. Oh, we did the flowers. So we were getting quoted four grand for flowers, and then we called Costco, and, be, and you know, thankfully to Court's aunt and her mom— um, they volunteered to like take the time, you know, the hours and hours that it takes to make all the bouquets for the table and for the girls to hold. So that was also fucking dope that, like, it's like if you just like, if you sacrifice your time, you can do a lot of things yourself. But the day of the morning, I was running around doing all this fucking speaker shit, fucking so much crap like to do. Like, you're kind of when you DIY your wedding, like, you're DIYing your fucking wedding, right? And uh, it takes, like, a village. Like, uh, there's everyone helped. Everyone pitched in. Like, literally every single person who was there, like, pitched in. Even, like, even if they think they didn't. Like, just being there is pitching in. Because, like, if you don't show up, like, when we, we got no show. <laughs> <laughs> but I fucked up. We, so, we did the get married thing. And we're like, woo, right? We're, and, then we're like, and then the guy's like, all right, now here's time for fucking... Drew, like the, for the first time, Mr. and Mrs. Drew Bame. And then we like walking down the aisle and I'm like in a fucking daze. Like I'm not, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just glowing. I'm looking at my new wife. I'm like, buddy, I'm fucking on cloud nine. And I just see the photographer like making a stink about something. I didn't hear what the fuck she was saying. I'm in the bathing in the applause of the audience. And, uh, and then, I, and I just see this thing. And in my head, I'm like, oh, fuck. The photographer wasn't in place to get the picture of us leaving. So I'm like, Oh fuck. We got the photographers telling us to go back and like do it over again. So we can, cause I'm such like a fucking show business guy. I literally am like, Oh fuck. So I like, look at court. I'm like, she's telling us to go back. And court's like, what? I'm like, take two. And then I literally yell at take two. And then I like pull Courtney back up to the aisle. And then everyone's like, no, (laughs) she like just wanted you to stop there and kiss. (laughs) So then I'm like, what? And then everyone's like, go. And I'm like, I can go. And then they're like, stop. And I'm like, what? And they're like, she wants you to stop in the middle and kiss. And I'm like, and then I finally got it. I was like, oh my fucking God. But I already done like, take two. (laughs) Shit was fucking so stupid. (laughs) Like we're not filming a fucking, and she's a photographer. She's not even a videographer. Like there's no, nothing getting filmed. But in my head, I just saw a kerfuffle from this crew. <laughs> so I'm like, we got to take, take two. <laughs> take two. And everyone laughs because it's like, this fucking guy's an idiot. Oh, man. Yeah, so that was a good, funny little tidbit from the wedding. And then everyone's speeches were fucking dope. And uh, and uh, my buddy Mink just fucking nailed it. Um, everyone just fucking nailed it. Like, Everyone. Uh, Courtney's sister My sister My dad um, <laughs> Kev had a couple good chirps uh, Talking about backgammon And shit like that And and then Monty My father-in-law He had a fucking joke That all the comedians in the back Were like Oh my fucking god He goes uh, have, how, Who keeps turning up the mic Every time Drew grabs it <laughs> It's just like that joke has been fucking hanging there for 15 goddamn years and not a single comedian has ever made that joke one fucking time about me. And that joke, it's just, it's just there. And he, and he riffed it too. This guy's not even a comedian. He fucking riffed it. So, um, so that was the wedding and, um, I could go on and on about it, but that was kind of like, you know, whatever's coming to my mind right now. The fucking major details. And then, so this is where the layoff comes into fucking play. What are we at right now? 11 minutes? Okay, good. This is where the fucking layoff comes into play. So if you don't know, I got fucking laid off from my radio job. I was so happy being a radio fucking guy, and I loved it. And I was on the radio fucking every day, and I felt like I was like, oh, good. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I'm supposed to do radio during the day and comedy at night. I was like, I kind of figured out a good formula. But, um, (laughs) I, I guess... That, uh, the comedy at night thing, um, I don't think it was a problem, but I was a little too fucking forthright because it was a family fucking business and I was open and honest about my comedy undertakings. I was like, this is, if anything, this augments your business. Um, having an active working comedian, you can sell me as an MC to public events. You know, you can whatever. Like, there's a you have this. This surely augments your business as a radio station. Having like a fucking not only like I'm not like an open micer. Like this is like I'm. I'm you have a legitimate fucking comedian here. <laughs> so I was always open about that. That I was doing gigs and that I would never let it interfere with my radio job. And I never let it. I didn't let it. I stopped going on the road. Um, I only started, I just started doing one-nighters. I switched back to one-nighters. I was like, I'm not going out on the road for fucking, you know, weeks at a time. I'm not going driving far away, staying for fucking five, six nights. I just was doing one-nighters in and around Southern Ontario, which surprisingly, there's a lot of, and I was having fun doing that. Um, But when it came time for the business, the nuts, uh, you know, local radio, I don't think is getting the advertising revenue that it once was in the past. So uh, I think it was easier to let go of me um, than it was any of the other guys that they let go of because they let go of like over the course of a couple weeks, like three fucking people got laid off and I was one of them. So I think it was just the easier personal decision to make, I guess, which is strange because as a business decision... It probably makes more sense to keep the more diversified employee, right? Like I was, I can audio, like edit audio, video, whatever, like write commercials. Fucking, I pretty much was like a jack of all trades. Um, But I think though, because of the circumstances of Southern Ontario and uh, some of the like living, you know, lifestyle things of the other employees that they compared it to, it's like, you know this guy's i <laughs> had a meeting with the guy and i was and i look back on it now and i was just like bro you got fucking played in that meeting i was like oh my fucking god because we were just having an open honest discussion i was having an open honest discussion with my fucking employer um which i thought was good and i guess it was because it, i think it helped inform his decision as to who he was gonna let go of <laughs> Because he was looking at the books. He's like, we fucking got to get rid of a couple people here. And what do you got? You, you you have a job outside of this job. And these other two guys are absolutely financially dependent on my fucking nipples. Well, then you're good. <laughs> so, is what it is. But here's where it was a silver lining. Because Court and I were not going to be able to go on honeymoon. Because I only had like X amount of days of vacation. Which I've never had to deal with in my entire life. Like, I've, I've never had... I'm, I was always of the mind that if I'm not at work, you don't have to fucking pay me. But if I choose not to be at work, then you don't have to pay me. And, like, I always fucking been self-employed since I was 19. I never had to ask for time the fuck off, like, in my life. I never had to ask for permission to go on vacation or it was notification. And then for the most part, I just did it, <laughs> you know. So anyways, um, uh, it worked out because we were able to go on honeymoon, um, which we went to this resort called El Dorado Royale in south of Cancun, and that shit was dope. It was adults only restaurant, gourmet dining experience, and I was like, okay, whatever. But it actually was dope. Like they had filet beef filet sashimi, like fucking nice Mexican food. The uh, one of the best meals I ever had. They had a fucking, they didn't have a discotheque, but they had a DJ playing every night at ten o'clock right next to the theater in a like open bar area and like stuff. So there was like a fucking liquor bar to go to and dance. And then they had authentic or authentic, whatever. But they had this like tacos truck that would hang out outside there, like little taco stand. And the best meal I ever had was steak tacos from that little fucking taco truck thing. Because it's just like the liquor and the food. And just like, it's just, they got the corn tortillas at the end of the night. They're not trying to impress anyone. It's just like, have the fucking tacos. And they were so fucking good. Um, And I had this stuffed poblano pepper, which normally I don't like stuffed things. Stuffed. You know, I feel like just chop it up, and it's just weird. I don't like, I don't know, the texture is weird. You're cutting into a pepper, and then you get in this big giant bite of pepper, or you're this giant bite of tomato, or whatever. But I had this stuffed poblano, and was actually fucking dope because the filling filled the whole poblano. If you don't know, a poblano is kind of like a a longer. A longer, like, sweet pepper-looking fucking thing. A bell pepper-looking thing. Anyways, uh, yeah, so we went there. It rained a couple, the last couple days, but, you know, Mexico in August, it was still nice. Like, it was still fucking, the last two days were a little bit rainy, yeah. And it's not as devastating. We were talking about this because if you're in Mexico in January and it's minus 40 back home and it starts fucking raining, you're like, fucking fuck, fuck. I only have one fucking week here and it's fucking raining. I got to go back to fucking minus fucking 40. What the fuck? <laughs> so, um, yeah. But when you go home and you're like, Oh, I can still just wear my shorts out of the airport and whatever. And it's all good. And you're not back like that transition. When you go to fucking a, a Southern destination in the winter and then come back and then you just take that first hit of winter air and it's just like, oh, and your lungs are like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like you can't even fucking breathe. And then you're going to if you park your car at the airport, it is completely fucking covered in snow. And then you're like, oh. <laughs> you gotta maybe change it in the airport bathroom before. And then you're like, come and you gotta get all the snow. Out, and then your fucking car, ring, ding, ding, like it won't start. And you're like, fuck, I forgot to plug it in or whatever the fu- I don't know. But in in summertime that shit is nice so i would highly recommend going to uh, an adults only resort you don't even realize because there's a side of the, of the resort at the very very end where they let kids was like three resorts and we were on the like farthest one and then i saw a kid we were walking over there and i saw a kid and i was like uh <laughs> i was like fuck you know what i mean like uh how what are we at right now 17 okay perfect time to do the ads Promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Would you like access to bonus content, including a bonus podcast called This Tune with Drew, where I, as a... Uh, professional musician as as well. Break down uh, your favorite songs. We talk about the musical components, the structure, the instrumentation, all the stuff that makes the song cool, um, as suggested by you. Uh, Go to, also, interviews with, you know, award-winning comedians. Come on. And uh, other behind-the-scenes fucking shit. Bonus podcast. You also get an individualized, personalized shout-out. Go to motherfucking whoops uh patreon.com slash drewbame oh check this out sign up for as low as five bucks if you're dumb seven bucks if you play guitar and you're dumb you can fucking do that shit what the fuck do i not have internet right now You get an individualized personalized shout out. You could be like these fine folks. Nick and Mac, motherfucking new guy, Mark, Tony Smog, fucking our number one fan, Joel, Bubba, Marnus, Alicia. Uh, motherfucking am I forgetting one more? I only have eight patrons. How can I not fucking remember their names? New guy Mark, Tony Smog, Nick, Mac, Bubba, Marnus, motherfucking street demon, our number one fan, Joel. And in the Hall of Fame, call out Andre, Blair, and Terran. Say their name. What up? One them? hi Mink. Go to patreon.com slash Drew Bame. Oh. 404 not found. What the fuck? Do I not have Patreon anymore? Yeah, I do. Yeah, look at this shit. My shit be Patreon. Patreon.com slash Bame. Look at this. Also, promotional consideration for this week, Drew, is provided by our sponsor, KingTutsCannabis.cc. Yeah, that's right. This show is sponsored by a dope company. Can you fucking believe that? Look at what they fucking sent me. This fucking power punch, 28 grams. I wish you could see how this shit busts up. It busts up so fucking purple. It's fucking nice. Um, And this is like, look at these nugs. They're massive. If you use the promo code Drew, uh, go to kingdotscannabis.cc, use the promo code Drew, you will get 10% off your order at checkout. That's motherfucking right. Uh, 10% off your order, the dime bag off your motherfucking dime bag. They got all sorts of shit. Go to patreon.com. Slash or go to kinkdotscannabis.com. Uh, slash, uh, no cc. Use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order. I'm just making sure who's that? oh, yeah, Josh. I forgot Josh is still a Patreon. Okay, Josh and illegal uh, Alicia, illegal Alicia, Iron Eagle are back. And then James, new guy Mark, Tony Smog, Nick, Mac, Marjol. Okay, yeah, Josh and Alicia is back. Nice, happy birthday. Uh, okay. Those are the ads. Uh, I don't have my fucking guitar because I'm doing this handheld thing. Um, We're back on fucking YouTube. The show is back on YouTube. If you're listening to this on Spotify, uh, the show is back on YouTube because of the aforementioned layoff. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's the show. Night, night. Uh, Fuck you, anyways. Night, night. Cha, ja, don't forget about your bonus. It's the audio only bonus. Nah, you only hear it if you hear it on Spotify. Huh?